from Daniel Studios in Cincinnati, Ohio, it's the Dennis Daniel Show. Tonight's guest, voice actress Marekka Hendricks, and your announcer, me, Belle Dandy. And now, here's your host. He is Cincinnati's next big radio personality, Mr. Dennis Daniel. You smell what the rock is cooking? Boys and girls and children of all ages, it's me, it's me, it's the good old Double D, and you are tuned in to Blog Talk Radio's greatest talk show, The Dennis Daniel Show. I am your host. I'm kind of like the uh, Revy of Blog Talk Radio, because I just don't give a fuck. Dennis Daniel. <laughs> this installment of The Dennis Daniel Show is brought to you by Cutie Mark Con. Cincinnati, Ohio's first ever My Little Pony convention. May 31st through June 2nd at the Crown Plaza, Cincinnati North, just outside of Cocoa Keys. That's right, folks. Why am I plugging a My Little Pony convention? Because we are now officially on the road to Cutie Mark Con. Yeah, I know we have a lot of roads. We have a road to Otacon, a road to WrestleMania, and a road to Cutie Mark Con. Because we are partnering up with Cutie Mark Con to bring you guys a series of incredible interviews that'll just make you say... Anyway, we start tonight on the road to Cutie Mark Con with, I think, one badass voice actress, Miss Marika Hendricks. And for those of you who don't know who Marika Hendricks is, oh boy, man, she has uh, knocked some of these characters out of the park. You might know her best, and... I'm trying to say this in a flattering tone. You might know her as the psychotic, crazy, heavy swearing, gun toting, bad ass biatch, Revy from the very popular Black Lagoon series. And, and for those of you who don't know, Black Lagoon seasons one and two are now available for Blu ray at Funimation.com. Funimation, you should be watching. And you might also know her as, um, oh, which one? Yeah, they're, like two, they're like two twins. And, uh, that's right. You might know her also as Susan Tess from the very popular Johnny Tess, which you can catch weekdays on Cartoon Network. And get this, just finished recording season six. So those guys must be doing something right because this show is just, just staying on there. It's got some staying power. Woo. And she's also known as Rolling Bubbles or both, let's just call it Spade a Spade, in Powerpuff Girls Z, which is the anime incarnation of the popular Powerpuff Girls series. But anyway, Miss Hendricks, who, uh, you know, is obviously a badass for some reason, but, you know, maybe this demo reel of some of her better-known roles will show you why Miss Hendricks is such an awesome voice actress. So let's take a quick listen to what makes her so cool. <laughs> 
You hold this end of the rope on the other side of the trail. Then when Gil comes down, we'll trip him, causing him to crash, knocking his helmet off, where I will rip a chunk of hair out of his head, and then we will have our own I've been eaten by cats, chased by dogs, caught over by a ski geek, hit in the head by a bionic bird. I will get that temporary insanity. Hey, what's up? Pinky, this is my griffin friend, Gilda. What's a griffin? She's half eagle, half lion, and uh, awesome. <laughs> 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 I've never met a lamer bunch of dweebs in all my life. Pinkie Pie, you! You are Queen Lamo with your weak little party prank. If you really think you can make me lose my cool, well, Dash and I have ten times as much cool as the rest of you put together. Come on, Dash. We're bailing on this pathetic scene. Come on, Rainbow Dash. I said we're leaving. You, you are such a, a flip-flop. Cool one minute and lame the next. When you decide not to be lame anymore, give me a call. Not. Are you really that pathetic? Don't you have any pride left in you? You really think you can judge me, Mr. White Collar? What do you know about my life, huh? What the hell do you know about me? Go on, why don't you tell me? A guy like you who spent his life in a safe little bubble... Shut up! It's convenient for you to see it like that! God damn it! This isn't one of those cheap, picaresque Hollywood films you love to talk about! There are no heroes in this life! And what's all this about pride? Fuck your pride. Look around you. It's shit, as far as the eye can see. I hate to break it to you, but there is no fucking Robin Hood. Okay, wait. Let's think about this. If I know Buttercup and you know me, then I guess... I guess that means we all go to the same school. Does that sound right? Yeah, uh, duh. Uh, it's not that hard to figure out. <laughs> what? story all too well, you know, fuckers don't die easy. And I, I've been shot at by a lot of people, both animated and non-animated, so I'm still here, so I guess I'm a fucker. Eh, so sue me. But anyway, folks, I'm really excited. Ugh, I've been kind of, uh, I've been excited for this moment, and I've been kind of nervous for this moment, because you, you see, you never know what you're going to expect when that person answers after I say, welcome to the Dennis Daniels show. You never know what's going to happen. You might get someone nice. You might get someone mean. You might get someone insulting you to your face. You never know. But you know what? That's what makes the Dennis Daniels show so incredible. So let's get right down to this. Oh, boy, this is going to be great. My guest tonight is a uh, very popular voice actress who uh, many know best as Revy from Black Lagoon. And Black Lagoon and Black Lagoon the Second Barrage both out on Blu-ray from Funimation. And she's also known as Susan Test from the popular Johnny Test, which you can catch weekdays on Cartoon Network. And if that wasn't enough, you can catch her at Cutie Mark Con, May 31st through June 2nd at the Crown Plaza in Cincinnati. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, give it up for the one, the only, Miss Marika Hendricks! <laughs> Thank you. 
Miss Hendricks, thank you, and welcome to this Daniel show. Hi, thank you for having me, Dennis. I laughed actually quite a bit during your intro stuff. It was oh. awesome. Oh, 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 wow. I got someone nice. Huh. That's, that's, that's <laughs> I was I was contemplating. I was like, should I come on and just go, you know what, Dennis? Go fuck yourself. And then hey. I thought, hey. Well, I think that's a new record. 30 seconds and, and the first <laughs> song can drop. Damn. <laughs> Alan, that's probably not the first show I'm going to take from Revy in this program. But stay tuned. There's going to be a lot of bloodshed, a lot of F-bombs. We're going to have a regular Sailor's Night here, ladies and gentlemen. That's That's what we're going to do. Oh gosh, but seriously, this is truly a huge honor. You know, seeing this this black lagoon, it's it, it, it had me just drop my own f bombs and going, "What the fuck is this show? <laughs> what is this show on?" But yeah, uh, it's gotten some really really awesome reviews. Uh, at least we have a couple right here from Anime News Network: a big hit, sexy heroine, loads of coarse language and graphic violence, great visuals, and a kicking musical score. And now that's time up to 100 because it's now on Blu-ray high def. That's great. Oh, it is great. Which means, to in, in order to enjoy Remy, you have to be high and deaf. <laughs> I, I mean, I know. Oh, gosh. Okay. So anyway, we'll talk more about that a little later on in the show. So what got okay. you interested in acting? Um... I always wanted to be a performer from the time I was about five. I don't know what it was. I don't know why. Um, it's just something I've always wanted to do. And so the, you know, kind of the natural evolution of my career or of people's career in general, you know, as an actor, you kind of work in as many aspects of the business as you can from film, you know, on camera stuff, um, commercials, theater, and, you know, um, voiceover. And if you're, you know, if you're lucky, you can do all the different um, mediums, I suppose. And so that's kind of how my, just, my career just sort of evolved. I've always been really focused on it. It was something, you know, as I said, that I wanted to do since I was five, and I was just always super focused on it. Had, like, fights with my father about you know, not wanting him, not wanting to be to be a performer, and you know, just the whole nine yards. Oh wow, man, that's that's got to be rough, you know, going against what your father wants. But then again, it's your life; you can't live his life for him. So you gotta you gotta be able to branch out there and and take that chance. And I think you know, you just taking that shot, and you just hit that <laughs> fly out of the park. He was like, oh, thanks. You're right. I mean, you can't live anybody else's life, and um, your parents can't expect you to live their lives for them. And I actually had a really defining moment when I was about, I think it was about, I was about 14, and I was at um, Christmas dinner with my, at my Auntie Mavis's house, and um, my dad and I were having a discussion for whatever reason over turkey and whatever else about me taking physics. And I was like, I'm not taking physics because I'm not going to university because I'm going to be a performer, so stop talking to me about physics. And we went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth until finally I just, like, didn't yell but said quite loudly, Dad, it's my life. And there was this silence at the table because my cousins didn't talk to their dad like that. And then after about two seconds of silence, my Auntie Mavis starts to clap. And it was a hugely defining moment in my life. It's my life, and I can do with it what I want. It's like that song, it's my life, it's now or never. I don't want to leave. I can't snap that there. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, just, uh, that's, what, that's what the show's about, nonsense. But uh, So do you have any kind of education in acting? No. Um, you know, I know a lot of people that I've worked with over the years, um, 
you know, went to a conservatory type program, either at university or at theater school. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I have very little education as an actor. I have taken a couple of classes over the years. I did a workshop in London, England. That was about, I always forget if it's four or six weeks that I was there in England studying with some amazing um, teachers and artists in their own right. Um, for example, Sir Ian McKellen was one of our teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Gandalf was our teacher. Like, can you, that's pretty cool. Um, and, well, I, I have um, a quick question. If you yeah. failed, if you failed one of his exams, would he go, you shall not pass? He might have, although that was before he was in Lord of the Rings. Oh, so, so who knows? Joke totally rolls now. But he could have done something else. We also, um, um, Alan Rickman did a lecture series with us, and he was the nicest man. Yeah. So, so, that's Snape. Oh, oh, Snape, oh, that guy gets me. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Anyways, so no, I have had very little training as an actor, but I look at my career as an apprenticeship. I was very fortunate to learn while on the job. And I think it, it served me best. That's still pretty cool. I mean, I mean, I mean, you may not have any education in, in uh, acting, but I know you've got an education. You graduated from uh, Douglas College in 2010 with a child and youth care diploma, and I you did. had a GPA of 4.15 out of possible 4.33 <laughs> that earned you a Governor General's Bronze Medal, and that's on Wikipedia. Yeah. So if you want to, if it's wrong, then just yell at Wikipedia. No, it's true. Gosh, man. Brains and a kick-ass voice. Man, that's like, that's like oh, a dangerous you. combination. That's like, <laughs> thank that's you. like baking soda and vinegar. Exclusive. <laughs> BlogTalkRadio.com. This is the Dennis Daniels Show. We've got Marika Hendricks on the air, best known as Revy from Black Lagoon. And Black Lagoon, seasons one and two, now available for Blu-ray on Funimation. And if you're in the Cincinnati area, you can catch her at the brand new Cutie Mark Con, which takes place... Uh, this May, and we're going to have a little bit more information about it later on in the program. So let's get into, into some voice acting stuff here. One of your yeah. earliest known roles was a Thunder Blast in Transformers Cybertron. What was it like working on that series and having one, and I, I Googled this, and I'm not sure, but I think that you had one of the only female Transformers characters in that entire series. Now, I Googled it, I was looking, I'm like, you know, I think Thunder Blast was the only female robot. Is it- She's the only female Decepticon, yes. Oh, I just um, yeah, so it's pretty cool. I didn't know that till afterwards that I, you know she was the only female character, but I've since learned that fact. Um, at least I'm pretty sure it's a fact. I'm I'm as I'm in the same, you know I understand the same things that you do. That she was the only one. Um, it was cool. Uh, uh, um, it's one of the things that when you know when people ask me about my career and stuff, um, it's one of the things that I often tell guys. I was a Transformer, and then they, you know, start to go, oh, wow. <laughs> it's kind of funny to see the reaction about the Transformer thing, because, you know, a lot of guys played Transformers when they were younger and maybe collect them and do things when they're older. But, um, yeah, it was, a pretty, it was a cool show. Um, it was dubbing, so we dubbed it from the original. I think it's Japanese originally. Um, so that, you know, that poses its own interesting challenges when you dub, um, but I, 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 I like dubbing. It's, it's fun for me, so um, I enjoyed the whole, the whole show. It was cool. Yeah, and I'm like one of the only nerds. I read, my, I read my dubbing scripts before I go to a session, like a big nerd. Most people don't read their dubbing scripts. Oh, well, no, that's, that's totally cool because you, you want to be able to give the best performance you can, and you want to be able to, you know, so you have to go in there stumbling in like, eh, what's going on? Oh, <laughs> 
But yeah, it's really weird that there's only one female Transformer on that entire series. You know, yeah. I guess, and again, you know, it was, I guess it was more focused towards guys watching it instead of girls, but I mean, right. and they're robots for Pete's sake. They're not going to high school and, and finding out about feelings and whatnot, so I guess I can understand why there only be one female Transformer. Yep. But that just makes you more special. I think so. It's pretty good. I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a cool thing, for sure. Yeah, just, yeah, I don't know. They, they, they could have had a few more in. They uh, didn't want to make the Transformers universe seem sexist. Yeah, I think that's probably too late for that. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, anyway, one of your best-known roles, and oh boy, I got, I, got the, I got the helmet on for this one, is Revy from the very popular Black Lagoon, and seasons one and two of Black Lagoon <laughs> and Black Lagoon the Second Barrage are now <laughs> available on Blu-ray in a combo pack from Funimation. So, you know... They, they might want us in the bomb squad when, if they put that in the Best Buy because, you know, it's just so explosive everything. It so, is pretty explosive. Yeah. So what was it like working on the series, and what do you think of your character? Um, it was amazing. It's actually uh, my favorite role um, besides actually Susan Test. I really like playing Susan Test. It's my favorite role that I've ever done. Uh, I was really – I loved every second of it. Just everything about that show for me – was so what an an amazing character to be able to play in an amazing show. We had an amazing, we had a great cast. Um, the animation, the actual animation, is beautiful. It's so well done, and um, you know you don't get you don't often get a chance, especially when you're doing animation, to sink your teeth into something like that. So for me, that's a huge privilege to be able to um, to play somebody with a lot of depth and a lot of things going on and you know the swearing part of it was fun too so i i i love i love playing her um what do i think of her i mean i think she's super interesting i think that she's um you know in 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 looking at her relationship with rock i think that you can see a lot of things about her that's where her vulnerabilities, if you even can call them vulnerabilities, because they're pretty, you know, they're fairly veiled vulnerabilities. That's when they start to come out. And I think that all that stuff and all the things about her on the inside are very interesting. And um, certainly I concocted a whole bunch of stories about her in my mind, um, which I sort of drew upon to play her character and the certain scenes and things that she would say and, and what her belief system is. Um, and so I found it a really creatively rewarding process. Uh, and the director and I work really well together, James Corrigal. And so it was, there was some collaboration that we did. And the English translation and the writing, um, was fa was fabulous. And every now and again, James and I would change things in the spirit of what the writer had given us to, 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 to give the editing team a, a, a different, um, a different idea. Um, and oftentimes the choices that we made were in the final edit. So it was, it was pretty. It was pretty, as I say, creatively very rewarding to play her. I gotta say, I mean, you really knocked it out of the park. A lot of people think that Revy is just one of the most badass women to ever come out of anime, and, She's and, and I, I think only, only uh, I think only, the only fault that she has is that she doesn't have enough arms to hold any more guns. 
Yeah, she yeah she do she do she do well with you know a couple other arms, but yeah. uh, you you can't get much better anyway. Oh no, yeah, and you were talking about picturing you know background stories. I, one thing that comes to mind with Revy is that maybe she was a an ex cop that went over the over the line. She, they're they're like all rights are reserved, Revy. Oh yeah, what about the rights of that little girl? Yeah, you know that's actually interesting. I mean, anything that you can come up with as an actor in your mind to motivate a character that makes sense is your own private business. And if you were playing Revy and that was your choice, that would be a really interesting one. Very interesting, actually. It's not something that occurred to me, but I like it. I got to tell you this, though. Revy has some balls. I got to tell you that much. For a girl, she's got some really big balls. And I, I think that they wanted to prove that, you know, a girl could be just as badass as a guy. And I think Revy, I think with you just knocking out of the park there, I thought that you guys did an incredible job. And I think one of my favorite scenes from that entire series was just when Revy was just laying the smack down on Roberta. It was just, just a, just a, is that the scene where the balalaika and uh, they're all at the loading dock? They're at the loading dock, um, and, they, and and she is just going to, they're going to town on each other, and then they are. And then Rock's trying to to break it up, and you both go, stay the fuck out of this. Yep. That, yeah, but I mean Roberta's Roberta's her own special brand of crazy. That's for sure. Yes, and I gotta tell you what, Tabitha Saint Germain just knocks that out of the park as well. I just, I never thought a maid could have a, a machine gun in an umbrella. I know, eh? I mean, Tabitha, just in general, everything she does is utterly brilliant and utterly, for me, I love working with her and watching her work and being in things with her because she's just, she really is just a genius, honestly. Like, there's there's nobody like her, frankly. And well, one day I hope to have her on the program because she is in high demand, apparently. She is in very high demand, as she well should be. She's excellent. Well, you should be in high demand too. You know, you're you're, you're oh, just you. as good. No, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> there are levels. There are levels, and there's nothing wrong with me not being, you know, not being quite that. There's no, I'm I'm cool with it. She just she's special. She really is special. So yeah. BlogTalkRadio.com. This is Dennis Daniels' show. We've got Marika Hendricks on the air, best known as Revy from Black Lagoon, Susan Tess from Johnny Tess, which you can catch weekdays on Cartoon Network, and she's coming to Cincinnati this May for Cutie Mark Con, Cincinnati's first ever My Little Pony convention. And why is she coming? More on that later on in the program. Another role you're really known for is uh, Susan Tess from Johnny Tess, which, by the way, you can catch weekdays on Cartoon Network. What is it like to play her, and how does it feel to know that the show has been going strong for almost eight years, and we were talking before the show, season six is now done, and you know, that's pretty good for a, for a regular animated cartoon. So what's it like uh, working yeah. on that program? Uh, it's, it's great to work on that program. I love Susan. She makes me laugh. I love her very, you know, she's like, she's very type A personality. Everything is supposed to go a certain way. Everything, you know, she's extremely smart. Um, and she has no qualms about just saying whatever she wants. Uh, she, whether she's being rude to people, you know, I, there was this one episode where, um, this one episode where I can't remember the scenario, but all I know is that there was like a, an older, an older man in one of the scenes and Susan was just annoyed by the stuff that he was saying. And, and he just, she said to him something along the lines of, Oh, keep your pants on grandpa. I mean, that's just so inappropriate for, you know, a 13-year-old girl to say to an older person, but I saw, I saw playing her is hilarious. And the, the creator of the show, Scott Fellows, um, 
who for many seasons has voice directed us um, over the phone because he's in L.A. and we're in Vancouver, um, is such a pleasure to work with, such a creative guy, so funny, and just really nice. And so it's just, when I'm working on that show, it's a, it's, a, it's a real pleasure to go to work. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot with a lot of uh, shows nowadays. Um, you know, some of the cast is in Canada and some of the cast is in L.A. Yep. I know the yep. voice of Johnny, who's also the voice of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars, yep. Clone Wars. You know, he yep. records in L.A. and then they bring it to Canada and they merge it all together. And it's the same thing with My Little Pony, with Tara Strong, who is in L.A. Yep. and she records there. And they and you have the Canadian cast up in um, and. Canada, so you know that's really cool that technology has come so far that you know you don't even have to be in the same room to do the show. Yeah, it's, it is pretty amazing. I agree with you. It's and it's very you know when we record with um, James Arnold Taylor, who's Johnny, um, we we it's like he, it's like he's in the room, you know, because we hear him. We're, we record all together, um, and it's yeah, we're we're lucky. We're very lucky to be able to have him to play off of, because obviously he's the lead character, so it's good to have his lines and his delivery and his sense of humor and all that stuff that he brings to Johnny. And uh, so it is, it's good. It's, it's, the technology has certainly been helpful for this industry, most definitely in that regard. I can't believe you can be halfway across the globe and just bring them yeah. together. I mean, that is just mind-blowing. And I and I take my hat off to the audio engineers who uh, make yeah. those shows sound so incredible. And I know. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Johnny Test was actually nominated for an Emmy, and it was for sound design, I want to say. I, I'm almost sure it was sound design. Mm, wow. So, as you were saying, this was a couple of years ago. Hats off to the, you know, the, the sound guys because they're pretty amazing at their job. Hey, everyone has a big part in a in a cartoon series. Unfortunately, the people who make the credits don't think that either. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's, like, it's like like a little blur going right by. Um, of course, you know, working on Johnny Test, you've got all kinds of uh, great voices there. You've got, of course, you. You've got um Trevor Duvall, who I think is is really funny. Of course, yeah, you got Scott McNeil there too. It's it's so cool. You guys get to work on so many great shows together, and, and you guys can play off each other because you know. Yeah. You know what's what's going to come because of just the experience that you guys had. It's like it's like a mind sink, like a. Yeah, you know, you do get used to working with other with the the different actors in town because we do, as you say, work together pretty regularly. And every now and again, you're lucky enough to get a show like Johnny Test that runs six seasons, um, and so you're very familiar with each other's characters. But because of all the incidental characters that come in and out of Johnny Test, it's you know a kid in the school, a bus driver, the dog pound. Uh, the dog catcher kind of guy. It's hilarious. We are usually cracking up in the studio because even though you know each other pretty well, the stuff that comes out of people's mouths, that you know, tons of times is kind of unexpected and will always make people laugh. So it's it it can, it can be actually quite new a lot of the time. Well, not in my case. I don't make anyone laugh. <laughs> That's not true. Oh. I, yeah, I know, but hey, I got to keep this stuff rolling here. But yeah, I got to say, you know, it's just so cool that this show has been going for so long, eight yeah. years, nearly eight years. I remember when this came out on Kids WB and I was still in high school. And I'm yeah. like, and, and you were like, man, it was like eight years ago you're, you're, and you're still doing this show. If there's one thing to say about Johnny Test, it's got staying power. And I think, you know, I, I don't see any way that's going to stop because people are going to keep watching it and it's, it's just going to get pretty good. But, of course, you know, you're going to 
sell yourself so short because would Johnny Test be the show that it is without the, uh, the the random hijinks of his sisters? You know, you know, turning him into all these crazy things and giving him all these dangerous inventions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, no, I, you're right. It, it wouldn't be the same. It really wouldn't be the same. I mean, the whole thing is about the craziness of these two girls that and giving these things to their brother. I mean, all the nonsense that happens because of their experiments, for sure. And, of course, along, uh, during that side, they're also trying to get some with Gil. They sure are trying to get some with Gil. Um, it's just a constant obsession with them. It's so ridiculous. But, you know, this is the theory behind this. If they get Gil, what's going to happen next with them? You know, well, it's not, like... not going to have anything to go off with them after that. No, didn't they make that mistake on who's the boss? Yeah, that we found out, yeah, we found out who was the boss, and the show wasn't as good anymore. <laughs> Yeah, it's, that's it's like, right. It's like so... the Hogan's Heroes. If they ever escaped Stalag 13, the show would be over. <laughs> yep. With Susan and Mary and, uh, and Gil, that's like the uh, Roadrunner Coyote. Coyote's never going to catch the Roadrunner, but it's fun to watch them try. So, so for all, all you naysayers out there, shut the fuck up and enjoy the show. It's a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, really. You should really it just relax. It is a cartoon. Relax. It is a cartoon. Yeah. Well, of course, uh, outside of Johnny Test and Black Lagoon, uh, and this one many may not know you voiced for was uh, Rolling Bubbles, or let's, just, or let's just call it Spade a Spade, Bubbles from Powerpuff mm-hmm. Girls Z, which you know, yep. I, which I, I don't get how the show created here in the United States on Cartoon Network never made its way to the United States Cartoon Network. So what was it like working on that series, and what did you like about voicing Bubbles? Um, it was... Uh a project that I really enjoyed because she, but I thought Bubbles was so cute. Like, <laughs> so absolutely guileless. Completely, she was just so innocent and so, uh, just the things that she would say and the way that James allowed, that's the director, again, James Corgill, the same director who directed um, Black Lagoon, um, he let me do the, some of the most ridiculous things um, with her, uh, and I'm grateful for that because we came up with some stuff for her that I that it's stuff that nobody else would necessarily even notice. But um, she was just sweet, and it was nice to play somebody that sweet and that energetic and that kind of innocent. That's cute. Yeah, I th- I thought it was a really good show. That you know, it's a real shame that it never aired in the United States. Well, I mean, unless you count YouTube, which we don't count YouTube as airing in the United States. You know, right. that show could have just you know, it was just so well done. You know, it it took some concepts from the original Powerpuff Girls. Uh-huh. And here's a guy, Craig McCracken, who made the original Powerpuff Girls, and I'm pretty sure he he had some say in the Powerpuff Girls Z and. I thought it would have been a really good, you know, incarnation for the new series or for this new series to come on. Uh, you know, maybe Toonami just show show the Power of Girls evolving. You know, give them an anime facelift. I mean, you had the characters that we all know and love. You had some new characters that we never knew existed, and it really, you know, picked up where the Power of Girls left off. And now that you know, there are rumors that the Power of Girls are coming back, so maybe, just maybe. Powerpuff Girls Z will get a chance to air in the United States. It might. I mean, I was always, I was sort of. I mean, I I forgot about it essentially almost when I was finished recording. I just sort of forgot. You just move on to the next thing. But um, I, you know, when I would think of it every now and again, I was surprised that it never aired in the states. I mean, who knows? There's so many different reasons that you know I could never understand the reasons for why broadcasters or 
production companies choose to air things in particular places. So I I wouldn't even have the slightest idea why, but I was surprised. I thought that it would particularly could, um, when you consider the amount of interest that um, Americans have in anime. I mean, it's it's not like it's a foreign. Um, uh, concept to them. I mean, <laughs> essentially, I suppose it is a foreign concept. But, but you know what I mean. It's not like it's something that nobody's ever heard of. It's very, it's quite popular. You know. So I was, I was a bit surprised. But anyway, we'll see. You never know. I think, I think it should give it a chance to air here in the United States. So, but then again, this is from the same country that allowed five, six seasons of Jersey Shore to air. So, <laughs> so you know. <laughs> gosh, man, I would have, I would have hired Lagoon Company just to take those guys out. I mean, yeah, probably. Just that MTV did before I could get a chance. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, blogtalkradio.com. This is the Dennis Daniels Show. We've got Marika Hendricks on the air, best known as uh, Revy from Black Lagoon, Bubbles and Powerpuff Girls Z, and Susan Tess from Johnny Tess. And now because we're in c- cahoots with these guys, this, there's this convention going on uh, in May called Cutie Mark Con. Yeah. Uh, it takes place May 31st through June 2nd at the Crown Plaza Cincinnati North in Cincinnati outside of Coco Keys. And the reason that you're coming is because you have voiced a character on My Little Pony. I think we all, I don't know, I think I might, uh, I believe the name was uh, oh, Gilda the Griffin, I believe. Yeah. This is who I, who I consider uh, Revy for Rugrats. So, pretty much, yeah. So what was it like voicing her? You know, I mean, in a sense, you got to be, you know, kind of badass again, but you had to like water it down for some kids. So what was it like voicing her? Uh, it was fun. I mean, you know, the interesting part of when I recorded that character, um, on the, it was there, it was for season one of of My Little Pony: Friendship Is Magic, and so the Friendship Is Magic. So. Um, Nobody, I don't think, at that point had any idea it was going to turn into what it's turned into. So we just, you know, you just record it as if it's it's a it's a it's a day at work. You do, you know, you bring your best effort and creativity to the studio, and you you do it, but you don't quite realize that it's gonna. You don't have any idea that it's going to be this phenomenon eventually. So um, that kind of thing that might happen if you went to the studio now to record a character on uh, My Little Pony. Uh, it wasn't was didn't exist. It simply just was a show. So that's kind of interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, I I mean, I I, I watched the show, and I'm like, I still can't figure out how in the world can this show be the the global phenomenon that it is today. You go to a convention, you can't help but see people dressed up as characters, and it's oh, just totally. so mind blowing. It's like, grrr, but. You know, when you see the show, it's not like like when you uh oh I know you were in one of the early My Little Ponies. Uh, that's right. The uh, which one was it? Um oh boy, I know you were in at least an early My Little Pony. It's not like I was, yeah. Like I think it was like like shiny bright. Like like it was like a real bright brightly. Yeah, there we go. Yo, see, that, see, I think it's the difference between that version and the new version because the new version isn't about selling a toy. It's not all cutesy wootsy and sunshine and butterflies and rainbows and you know stuff that makes guys you know grab their bucket and go. <laughs> no, no, this show it 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 adds like comedy. It adds you know. Yep. Fun music, great songs, memorable characters, and and by the way, Gilda should have a second episode. I mean, if they give if they, if they can give John Delancey his character a second episode, why can't Gilda get one? Well, we'll see. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. They, I know nothing. I know nothing about it, but um, it would be cool. It, it would be. Hey, it would be twenty percent cooler. Uh, Maybe they decided she's not worth redeeming. What? No. <laughs> Maybe. Come on, come on. Half half bird, half lion, all awesome. You know, no, that's it. You know, episodes. Give a second episode. If they can give the Warner Bolts a second episode, there's no reason that we shouldn't have a second episode for Gilda. Tell us about, you know, you know Cutie Marcon. You're coming here. You're going to be part of you, you, a great cast of guests coming. And, and let me run down a bit of a list. Andrea Libman, who we all know is Pinkie Pie and Fluttershy. Uh, Kelly Metzer, who's um, Spitfire. Matt Hill. Uh, Soren, and who's also been on the show, really, that guy, that guy will talk your ear off. He is just... Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, um, Sam Please Vincent, bet. who we know as um, Flim from the Flim Flam Brothers, and, uh, of course, some some of the, of the YouTube people who do the... Like uh, Rena Chan, who does Twilight in the uh, Pony Dot Move series, and you guys are going to be here May 31st through June 2nd at the Crown Plaza Cincinnati North. And mm-hmm. I, I got to ask, are you excited? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I I actually am going to my very first My Little Pony convention this weekend. I leave tomorrow. So I will have a, um, you know, I have no, I do know what to expect to a certain degree because, um, I, you know, the people that I work with have been to several My Little Pony conventions. But uh, this will be my first one this tomorrow and so uh or this weekend and so uh i'm really looking forward to the one in cincinnati um i've been since to cincinnati once before many many years ago so i'm looking forward to coming back oh yes oh hey if you you know we're great then uh well don't keep your hopes up for this time around (laughs) (laughs) terrible gosh Uh, i'm sorry i'm being a jerk but um, yeah, I know story of my life. Hey, shows mature rating. So, but yes, I think you will have a great time. If one thing that Cincinnati has a lot of, it's faithful My Little Pony fans, and I know the guys running Cutie Mark Con. They pour their heart and soul into making sure everyone has the best time at this convention. Guys, if you haven't pre-registered yet, do it now. Well, well, you know, do it after the show, of course. But, yeah, you know, it's, that's, that's Cutie Mark Con, May 31st through June 2nd at the Crown Plaza, Cincinnati North in Cincinnati, just a little bit past Coco Keys, and check out CutieMarkCon.com for more information. So Yes, please come, please come. Yes, please come, or else, uh, or else we're also going to hop on uh, Gillis back here, and we're going we're gonna to start tearing down some houses, start yeah, picking them right. up. Yeah, yeah, if, if someone calls you lame, give me a call. <laughs> Or just tell them to keep your pants on, Grandpa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Keep your pants on, Grandpa. Yeah, that was such a great line. Oh, that line. That was a great line. Well, anyway, uh, anyway, Marika, let's, let's go ahead and start wrapping it up. Um, we've, got some, we've got a couple of listener questions, and uh, okay. we know what we're going to actually open up the phone line to the shrimp line. If you guys have awesome. a question for Miss Hendricks, give us a call at area code 347-884-9149, and we'll patch you right through to her. So, anyway, our first listener question is from Cedric Smith. He wants to know, which do you prefer, good girls or bad girls, to voice? Bad girls. Well, why bad girls? I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I, I, they're often, and not always, this is not always the case, but they're often more interesting. 
Um, that is, well, you know, I find bad girls to be like the uh, like the rubies of the anime voice acting industry. You know, they're so rare to find, and when you find one, you want to you want to find the perfect one. And I, I've said this like the entire episode. Revy is just the perfect badass girl. I mean, I mean, yeah. they broke the mold when they designed her, and I think, and and they can they can redub it as many times as they want. They're not gonna match what they have the first time around. It's just perfection. I mean, I mean, you got. I mean, you you say a lot of weird things, and and you know what? Just because you you say your breath smells like you've been sucking cock. Yeah. I wrote that line. <laughs> that, that, that was I like, totally wrote it. When I heard that, I was like, uh, really? We're gonna use? That? Yeah. There's actually a video on YouTube where they show everyone saying fuck in Black I've Lagoon. And it's like 230-something times it said. Revy's got at least 150 of those. I agree. I watched it. Someone forwarded it to me once a couple, probably about two years ago or something, and I watched it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty much all Revy. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hey, if the swearing ain't heavy, it just ain't Revy. Yep, you're right. So let's take a t-shirt for that. Outside of anime, you've also, you're also known as uh, Yasmin in the 3D animated Bratz series and movies. Uh, what's it like yep. working on the Bratz series, and uh, do you know if there's any new shows coming down the pipe soon? Um, I don't think that there are any Bratz things happening. Uh, I'm, you know, I may get a surprise one day if you know, I get a call for it, but as far as I know, that's sort of over and done with. Um, I liked playing Yasmin. She was, you know, the thing that I realized about the Bratz is that it was actually quite a, like the shows themselves were, you know, kind of about, you know, some, they were quite positive in nature. You know, work, people working together, solving problems, you know, being a good friend. I actually thought that it gave, it was it was more than it looked like from the outside. And so that was a real pleasant surprise for me. And I like playing Yasmin. She was, she was different from the other girls. I mean, they were all quite distinct characters. But I liked, she was very smart and well-spoken, you know, concerned about the environment and, you know, vegetarian, all that kind of stuff. I really liked that about her. So she was, I, I enjoyed playing her. She was fun. It was and it was nice to play something that like a franchise like that. It was interesting to jump into that too. Did they ever explain why those kids have just like the incredibly large fish lips? No, I have no idea about any of that. Eyes and the big heads and all that stuff. I have no idea what the design came from. No clue. I, they didn't talk about that with us whatsoever. It just it just looked like those kids were raised near a nuclear plant or something. They yeah they they were certainly like had a very. Uh, um, uh, obvious features, shall we say. Yeah, and people are complaining that Barbie gave women uh, self-image issues. Look at these kids! <laughs> uh, yes, that is um, that is great there. Well, another question we have is, um, are there uh, any new uh, shows or projects that you're working on that you can tell us about? Um, uh, there's two projects that I'm working on that I, unfortunately I can't talk about because of the non-disclosure agreement type thing. Yeah, boo and hiss and all that stuff. Um, I but I can tell you I did several episodes of The Little Prince. Um, I don't know where that airs in the United States. Um, I'll Google it. I played a character. In, pardon me. I'll Google it. Okay. Um, I play. Uh, I played a girl named Kimmy on that show. Um, I have a recurring character on a, sl- a show called Slug Terra. I play a girl named Dana Poor, and I won't tell you anything about her. She was uh, slightly, shall we say, badass. Um, so that was kind of cool. Uh, and um, there's a, I did a, like an audio, it's almost like a, 
like a, like an online game kind of thing. Um, probably it's probably close to a year ago that I did this, but I think it's just more recently been released. It's called Hog World. Um, I think it's called Gnart's Journey Through Hog World or something like that. Anyways, it's a it's for a little game like a choose your own adventure type computer game for little kids. Um, and the animation in it is absolutely beautiful, really beautiful. So if you know if it interests you to check it out, um, it would be it would be worth it just to look at how pretty it is. So those are the things that I'm working on. And the other, as I say, the other two things, um, one's a uh, feature length film that I can't talk about, and another is a new TV series where I play a very opposite character to somebody like Revy, who you know is a badass. This girl is not a badass, but very, I think, quite funny. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to talk about it soon, but not right now. Uh, gotcha. Maybe uh, maybe come Cutie Mark Con, we'll do a follow-up interview, and maybe you can uh, leak a little bit more out of there. Yeah, yeah, I might be able to. It's probably fairly soon that I'm going to be able to talk about it. So. Yeah, um, of course, you know, you've, you've also done some video games. You've done uh, Dreamfall, The Longest Journey, uh, Brass Girls Really Rock, and, of course, Dynasty Warriors Gundam 2 and 3. You are Luna Maria Hawk, who is a, a Gundam yep. pilot. So, so uh, of course, that, that must have been a lot of fun, because, of course, you were also Luna Maria Hawk in Mobile Suit Gundam Seed Destiny. Yeah, you know, again, she's one of the, the – I think she's the only or one of the only female fighter pilots that they had. Um, in their group. So, again, somewhat, a somewhat unusual girl. Man, you know, why is everything so anime and anime so sexist all of a sudden? Not enough girls. Oh, I don't know. Not enough badass girls. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Not enough badass girls. Mm-hmm. And before we go, we like to ask our guests this. Our, our audience is a lot of uh, vocal majors, theater majors, drum majors, and a lot of them want to get their start in the voice acting industry. Do you have any advice for those who want to pursue a career in voice acting? Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the things that uh, you should really f- focus on, as far as I'm concerned, is is, uh, is theater. Whether it's training in theater or getting into doing some plays, community theater, whatever organizations your town does, um, because it certainly gives you a lot of um, experience that's very useful as a voiceover actor. Um, you know, the ability to, the, you know, the strength of your voice, because you're on stage and you need to project and stuff, that sort of strength and flexibility is, you know, uh, really necessary for a voiceover performer. But um, And some of the other things that theater people do, which is like, uh, you know, being able, to, being able to bring a lot of energy to things uh, is the same type of energy that you need to give out, put out there when you're recording, you know, particularly animation. Um, and then the other couple of pieces of advice are you need to get a demo together, a voiceover demo, um, and take your time in making that demo. Make sure that it's really, really kick-ass before you start sending it out there to agents or studios for representation. You know, get somebody who you know who already works in the industry if you've got that um, privilege to be able to talk to them and get them to listen to your demo and tell you, give you some advice about what they like and what they think you can work on. Uh, and the other thing is if you live in a big city, if you're, if you're lucky enough to live in a big city where they've got cast and directors and voiceover things happening in the city that you live in, um, take workshops with casting directors. It's a great way to get yourself noticed. And the cast directors will notice if you. If you've got some ability, then they will bring you in for auditions. So it's a great way to get in there and meet them when you may not meet them in the tangle of people and agents submitting clients for auditions. It's a great way to just be in a small group of people and get 
get work with the cast director, get seen by them, and learn some stuff in, at the same time. Well, sound, that sounds like some re- really good advice there. You know, guys, and you also got to be—you also can't be afraid to, you know, pursue this. You know, it's not easy. Let's face it. This economy—it's it, really hard to get into. It's anything. It's even tough for me to get into radio, and yeah. especially with voice acting, because you know, voice actors—they pop up like like a weeds. So you got to yeah. make yourself. You got to separate yourself from the rest of the crop. You want to prove that you are the creme de la creme, and you want to show what makes you separate from all the other ham and acres out there that want to get their start in voice acting. And some of that's, you know, partly got to do with the fact that, you know, we don't live in Los Angeles. It's a, you know, that's a different market. And so I don't live in Los Angeles. So some of the opportunities that I would get at least to go in and audition for stuff, um, I wouldn't get just simply because I don't live there. So that, that's some of the reason, you know, for that kind of thing. Yeah, well, we talked with Kelly Sheridan in, uh, in uh, 2011 about this. You know, you, uh-huh. you know, the work just the work is really pretty much scattered out to like several parts of the country. You know, you got some down in Texas, you got some over in LA, and you got a little bit in Canada. And of, of course, you can't just you know pack up and pack up your truck and move to Beverly just because you know there's work there. Because I, mean, you, I think that Canada has some really good, you know, really good prospects and some really fine voice actors and, and you don't need to look any further than some of the great shows that they they brought out let's again black moon i have been really i've been really ass kissing a lot in this show and i am sorry <laughs> I, i'm sorry you know that's what that's what djs do we ass kiss so and you know you've got great shows like inuyasha you got the gundam series the you know mm-hmm. dragon ball z my little pony main prospect of canada I think maple syrup got bumped off as Canada's number one export. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You might be right on that. On I that mean, level, that's funny. I mean, with all the all the DVDs that have been bought, with all the action figures, all the plushies, and the and 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 now that you guys are being asked to come to these conventions, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. a second genesis for voice actors. You know, voice actors are becoming rock stars essentially. And, and and we're humbled that you're gracing us with at our little convention, our little itty bitty convention that I never thought any of you guys be coming to, and and I, I hope that in the future you know we can have you back on and you have all these and you have more and more great roles that we can talk about. I just I hope so too, and I'm happy to come on you know to be on the program and be in, and do interviews with you. It's you know I, I really enjoy doing it, and I certainly hope that I have lots to talk about. So yeah. that will be you know a bonus in in two ways. Yes. Now before we go, and I don't feel like this interview has earned the mature rating. Do you think you give us a, a little bit more revy? Just I just <laughs> gotta get my my dose of revy. It's just it's it's like a drug. Uh, what can I say, uh, um, Dennis? If you ever send me a fucking email ever again, or tweet me on fucking Twitter, I'm gonna come after you and I'm gonna blow your fucking brains out. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? That sounds so terrible. So mean. Uh, hang on, hang on, kind of, kind of, sh- stop shaking. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, t- I feel like so mean that I just did that. Isn't that, isn't that weird? I feel no. so mean. I'm like, no, no, I didn't, no, I really, I didn't really feel like that. It's just that you asked me to do no, the, no, the voice. No, can, can I just say, that 
was awesome. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, that 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 was that was it. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> I should have said another word other than fuck. No, but... no, no, no. I'm just glad you didn't say you 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 cast you cut my fucking balls off. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad I didn't either. I'd be if I said something like that, I'd be even more apologetic. No, 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 oh my no, God, no, that was perfect. Oh, okay. oh. Okay, I'm so glad you liked it, cocksucker. Oh, 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 I'm hurting. Oh, fatal, fatal. I'm falling. I'm going down. I'm going down. I'm dead. <laughs> God, oh, man, that's like like a shot. <laughs> that's got. I can't. You know, I can't do any of that at the cons. If somebody asked me to do that at a con I just went to in Calgary before Christmas, and I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't do any of that. There's like a whole bunch of kids in the audience. Like, I just simply, and you know, it's not like there was a thing outside my panel seeing, saying, you know, 18 and over. So I couldn't give them any revy. Oh, oh, <laughs> Anyways, I, 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 if I think, they listen to that, they just got some. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, oh, gosh. Hey, uh, I got <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. That was enjoyed. no. That was perfect. Oh, oh gosh. I just oh, just hearing that. It was just like oh, whew. hang on. I gotta get my composure back up here. Okay. <laughs> you know I mean? okay. Let me go ahead and just get this going. <laughs> oh boy, that was oh oh wow, that was great. <laughs> well, unfortunately, guys, we are out of time for the Dennis Daniel show for this week. Uh, I gotta thank my guest Marika Hendricks for being on. Black Lagoon Seasons 1 and 2 Combo Pack on Blu-ray and DVD from Funimation. Check her out as uh, Susan Tess from the hit Johnny Tess, which you can catch weekdays on Cartoon Network. And don't forget, and I, I, I don't know if I've emphasized this enough, Cutie Mark Con, May 31st through June 2nd at the Cincinnati North Crown Plaza Hotel here in Cincinnati. Check out CutieMarkCon.com for more information. Miss Hendricks, thank you so much for being on the show. This was, this was. Oh gosh, I, I, I'm still, I, I'm still scared. I'm still scared. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be sleeping with, with the light on. Just, oh god. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for allowing me to swear. Uh, thank you for interviewing me, and it's a real pleasure and an honor. Um, and for those of you listening, hope to see you at Cutie Mark. Um, it's great for me to be able to meet the people who, you know, watch the things that I do because without you watching, I wouldn't be working. So thank you. And, um, thanks a lot, Dennis. All right. Well, we'll see you guys down the road until next time. This is the Dennis Daniel show saying fuck off, Revy. Yeah.